Is your lover playing on your side? Said he loves you, but he ain't got time. Here's the answer. Come and get it and a knocked out cry. Full of honey, just to make him sweet. Crystal balling, just to help him see what he's been missing. So come and get it while you still got time. Mm-hmm. But your boy in the knees will be there for me, sing. Take a sip from a secret potion. I'll make you fall in love. For a spell that can't be broken, one drop will be enough. Boy, you belong to me. I got the recipe, and it's called black magic. Called black magic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Front Room. Welcome to another episode of The Front Room. My name is Sebastian, and for those of you that don't know, The Front Room is for best. The Front Room is a place where we recommend different forms of media, be that social media or traditional media, that will bring you a little bit more joy. Okay, cool. So I wasn't meant to be making this episode at this point in the week. I was meant to be making this episode at the end of the week. Why? Because last week was Mental Health Day and I wanted to make an episode, I wanted to make a follow-up episode to an episode that I've already done called Black Man on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. And I was going to give you a continuation on my story, it's to do with my mental health processes and all that's happened recently to me. However, today's episode is going to be a short one. And it is basically going to be the ratchet and the righteous. There's no reviews. There's no recommendations. There's just the ratchet and the righteous. Let's get into this. So hello, first of all. How have you been? It's been a while. Um, I'm back at work. I'm studying and I'm working. And I've officially got past my past, officially got past, officially passed my CBT that I'm doing for my mental health practices. So I got signed off for that for another three months. So it's been a it's been a journey, people. Um since I last did the episode, I went to Birmingham Pride. That was a lot. And we'll talk about that in the Ratchets and Righteous. And then we're I'm back at work and I've also booked for my first like flight because part of my process is I have to go and do things in small confined spaces and spaces that might trigger me so that I can get used to the anxiety level so I was triggered by a Ryanair flight and every time I've flown recently I've also always flown on BA they're a little bit bigger I don't really fit in toilets when I fly I'm six foot four and I'm 120 kilograms and my chest is very wide and so my shoulders is hard to fit into a loop. So I had booked myself a Ryanair flight for November the 11th. Fingers crossed people and if fingers are not crossed then tablets will be taken. Such is life. So yeah we're doing that. Um, But that's enough about me. Um, I think it's time for the ratchet and the righteous. Okay 
So, shall we start with the ratchet this week? Because there's a lot to get through. Shall we start with the ratchet this week or shall we start with the righteous this week? Let's start with the righteous this week. Righteous for this week is the fact that it is Black History Month. Yeah? So, because it is Black History Month, we get the lovely, 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 lovely commercial world now deciding that they like black people that they're gonna stand for us that they're gonna do the things that they normally do yeah like posting black squares and like being an activist again and like having black people share their experiences on the different platforms that they have so if at any point during this month you see a black content creator doing their thing can we stand can we support can we show them grace and love but also show them their mon- our money yeah let's put our money where our blackness is and support the things yes cool so um black history for month for me i always try to recommend faida aka freedom is mine because her youtube channel is a brilliant platform at any time of the year but specifically in black history month if you're trying to find about history or blackness throughout the whole diaspora of the world, you can't go wrong without going to fight out of freedom in mind. I said I wasn't going to recommend anything, but you know what? Give the girl her dues. Give her her props. She does the thing. Yeah? Cool. Now it's time for... Oh, before we go that, can I also say on the righteous element... If you have been on Clubhouse at all um, and you are now trying to find a alternative for us, there's this thing on Twitter called Spaces, which I'm really enjoying because uh, I find it's conversation without discourse. So, yeah, we're going to add Twitter Spaces to our righteous list this week. Now, now it's time for the ratchet. Okay, so the reason why I moved on to the ratchet so quickly is because part of my ratchet is also a righteous as well. So, in talking about the ratchet for this week or for this month, because even though it is Black History Month, it actually feels at the moment as it's Black Fishing Month. Doesn't it feel like that to you? Like, the conversations that we're having at the moment is very disturbing to me, and I thought we were past this, right? We've had George Floyd, we've had a whole Black Square, whatever that was for you. We've been marching out on the streets. Like, people have been opening themselves to education, and now we've come to a point where you can see something a lot more clearly when we're telling you and so people are speaking out about it and god bless her god bless her karen son of white gays i don't know what she's been doing to the water that she's been giving them recently yeah i don't know what she's been making their starbucks coffee with recently but just like a white gay loves their Starbucks coffee, black, they like their little mix, or used to be little mix members with ginger hair, looking white. Because the white gays, yeah, are not having it. Dear Jesse, 
Yeah, I know you go for the gays festival. Every pop girl does. But you need to understand that your little mix white gays, they are not having it. Yeah? They are not having you blackfish all over your video. They're not having you culturally appropriate. You know why? Because strangely enough, the white gays, yeah, they like their white pop stars white. They like their black pop stars black. And never should the two intertwine. Like, they like their ratchet pop stars. They are giving for Megan. They are giving for Normani. They are giving for... Cardi B, they are giving for Chloe, yeah? They like their black girls black, and they like their white girls white. They will free a Britney Spears. You know why? You know why they ever free Britney Spears? Because she's blonde, and she's blue, and she said, oops, I did it again in a little school dress and a rubber outfit thing, yeah? They will scream to the top of their voices, yeah, for Adele, yeah, because she makes them go onto the cars and throws their hands up whenever their basic boyfriend has dumped them for their best friend or the man that he was fucking at the chill out that they both went to and yet he managed to leave alone. They are looking for Adele. They are looking for Adele. But Jesse Nelson, they're not checking for you. So part of the ratchet and the righteous, I have to give props to the white gays out here that are saying, no, Miss Nelson, your name is not Raven. We see how dark you are and we like you white and ginger and this is not your colour and this is not your hair and this is not your moves and this is not your people. And for bad boys, we remember every single one of the Essex boys that you have fucked in the last mm, 10 years that you've been a pop star. So we don't understand why all of a sudden, as the only white girl in that band that never slept with a black man, that you're now having all these black men surrounded you in your video. Okay, cool. I'm going to get in trouble for that last statement, but you know what? Facts. Okay, so let me explain something to you, yeah? I'm making this episode because I was triggered. I was triggered because... I went on a social media site and saw a person of colour, a friend of mine, saying how he didn't understand why um, everybody's going on about Jesse Nelson and how it's uh, just a tan and a um, black curly wig. So let me put it into words that you can understand for everybody listening to this platform. And maybe if you are one of the white gays that listen to this platform and you want to send it to a friend so they understand... Let me put it in the most base terms that I can so that every under, everybody understands where we are sitting in this conversation and why this conversation is happening. Black face, black fishing, same thing. Yes? Cool. Right. Black face, I'm going to say it again. Black fishing, same thing. Black face is a old school way of dressing up mocking black people and copying their style their talk their patterns or movement in order to entertain a white audience yet joking about the fact that black people have bigger lips and how we're dark and also how we're scary and how we are the threat 
we black men are the threat to frail black white women across the world we'll talk about that in another episode i just want to say policemen and it's sarah everhard with r.i.p um anyway black fishing same thing you have people singing dancing tanning approximation of the loose curly hair of a mixed race person which is always the other thing which is always another part but we'll come to that in a second yeah the visceral reaction that a black person gets when they see someone black fishing is exactly the same as a black person gets when they see someone in blackface yeah you're taking my culture you are doing jazz hands or b-boy steps in this case you're singing you're dancing you're making a joke in a mockery you're not actually embracing the culture not celebrating the culture you're not showing the culture off because why all the things that you're doing that were created by someone else that was black you're doing without fear of consequence that just by creating something that is uniquely black you will be criticized you will be demonized you will be ostracized you will be told that you are being overly sexual you will be told that you are a bad role model for kids you are being told that you are a basically the antichrist just because you are representing your blackness and not an approximation to what everybody perceives as the standard image of quality which is whiteness that being said yeah the approximation of blackness that jesse is doing is not dark-skinned black girls yeah it is to be a golden girl and when i say golden girl i'm sure i've talked about this topic before on the podcast because way back when when i was in my educations i did a dissertation on the value of the black image and the difference between how the black image is valued for men and the difference how the black image is valued for women and i made a point that all the artists at that time whether they be black girls latino girls white girls puerto rican girls cuban girls spanish girls they all had the same hue the same hair color if you turn them around and face them in a different direction and you stand at the back they're like Russian dolls. You can't tell one from the other unless they are facing you and you see their faces. The only difference at that time as a pop star was Rihanna and Britney Spears. Because Britney is one of these girls that has singly remained in her whiteness. Even when she was doing Slave for You, Kitty Kitty, Kitty Kitty, Ah, Kitty Kitty, Kitty Kitty, Ah. Yeah? And when I say she, even when she was doing Slave for You, even when she was doing R&B music, it wasn't R&B music that was mocking or copying or 
standardizing blackness as a base level, she was still doing her cheerleader style 90s kind of boy band, girl band, Britney dancing. It's still the same Britney steps. It's just to a, a Neptune's beat, which let's all face it, we're here for. So now that Jesse J. Nelson is like following this tried and traditional routine of the uh, approximation of another culture in order to liberate the white girl from her girl group past or make her seem more palatable or grown up or more of an individual from the basic pop star that she was before. Um, One, the song's trash. Two, why is she being, um, Jessie can sing. I'm never going to say that the bitch can't sing, she can sing. Why is she being so vocoded that she sounds more like Cheryl Cole than she does her Jessie? Um, What is that black scent that she's using in the video? It's a really good sample of a very good song. And it's wasted. Why is Nicki Minaj in a video <laughs> looking more like Little Kim? Like that's another example of, of cultural appropriation because <laughs> them eyes were not yours, Nicki. They, they surely were not. It's amazing how yeah. The whole thing was really tiring and it was really exhausting. And as a Little Mix fan, I stand Little Mix. I I am never going to apologise for being a Little Mix fan. I have been a Little Mix fan from day one. And I understand her pain and her torment. And I understand how it was. Because in every girl group, other than Destiny's Child, there has always been a girl that the people... The press has labelled the fat one. In Destiny's Child, the thicker girl was Beyonce, but she wasn't fat. She was classed as thick and curvy and voluptuous. Whereas other girls have not been treated in the same way. They've called Jessie fat for years, which she has not been. And every time she puts on a little bit of weight and gets depressed, like, they will hound her down for her weight. And I get that in order to deal with how she perceives the press negativity, she's tried to evolve her look in certain ways. And I get that she wanted to have a look that was removed from how she looked in Little Mux to symbolise that she is an individual, she is an artist in her own right, she has full creative control. But if you're going to do that, then you have to take full creative control in a way that is not an approximation or a bastardization of the culture that you say that you are in love with and if you're so in love with the culture then you must also be in love with black people 
And if we as black people say that this is something that you shouldn't be doing because you don't need to be doing this. There's a lot of money gone into that video. You clearly have a good backing, yeah? Let's not even talk about the fact that you're on Polydor, yeah? Polydor, a record label that said to Ray, a mixed race girl, that R&B would not sell. Yet here you are, a white girl doing R&B music. Let's not even talk about that. It's disappointing and it's disheartening and the conversation will rage on and on and I feel like we're getting to a point where the conversation will rage on and that white people, white gays, white straight, cis males, transgender people are not in a place where you're able to hear the conversation because of social media. You're able to understand the nuances because of social media. This is a conversation that we as black people have had for a very long time. So it's no longer my job as a black person to go and tell you the reasons why black fishing is wrong. I've done it, yeah? It's now your job as a white person, as an ally, as an activist, as a person with a platform to say that, how are we going to change the narrative and move forward? How am I going to change this? How am I going to make it something positive? How am I going to support black people in their needs for equality? I didn't say want, I said need, because that's what it is. And yes, everybody has the right to their opinion. But in the same way that I've only talked about topics on here that directly affect me as a black person, that directly affect me as a cis, gendered, black, gay male. When I hear the opinions of others and their lived experiences and it's backed by them giving me facts and knowledge and understanding about the impact of something around them that I did not really feel or see for myself, I'm going to take that on and change my opinion. You can have an opinion, but you can also change it. And there's nothing wrong with changing your opinion and saying, actually, this may have been suitable in another time for another artist in a different era. But right now, in this era, for this artist, it is unnecessary. And finally, to close the podcast off, I just want to say that whatever happens with this black fishing thing, can we just allow Liang Pinnock, yeah, no one, no one in, like, I know that her talking to a social media person could be presumed as shady. I know it could be perceived as shady, presumed, perceived, perceived as shady. Yeah, cool. It was shady. It's shady what she did. But at the same time, if you're a mental health advocate, if you have a fan base, if you are telling, allowing your fans to talk to a black person in the way that they are doing to Leanne, and then at the same time, you're making money off black culture, you need to sit the hell down, yeah? 
right? Do you know what? I have, I know in my head I have strange things, but I literally sometimes feel like at any point someone could just throw a bucket of water over all these girls and they would be like the Wicked Witch of the West and just be like, I'm melting, I'm melting, I'm melting. Because the level of fakeness that you're presenting to the world is ridiculous. And if you can't back your chat by saying to yourself, you know what, my experiences in this band and the mental damage that it did to me, I cannot allow that to continue for Leanne because like, I'm not being funny nothing, yeah? They misname her in the papers. They don't even congratulate her when she has her baby. And now she's going to be presented as the angry black woman because she has targeted to someone and they have stepped out of context with her DMs. I didn't see any wrong thing wrong in what she said. I know it was shady, but she's clearly pissed off. Yeah, she's pissed off. And sometimes when you're angry, you say shady things. I do it all the time, even when I'm not angry. But I don't want... I, but I looked at video I looked at what was happening and I knew I knew what the narrative or the next part of this story is going to be is that angry former black member new female empowered soloist why why are they clashing with each other because we always like this drama between a girl brand that they can never actually be friends or get on or survive as a friendship for longer than the time that they're in the girl bands. And maybe they're not friends. Maybe it was business. Like, maybe they are upset with each other. But, you know, here I am as a Little Mix fan, hoping that that the lines of communication are left at a point that it doesn't degrade the legacy of what they have done as a four-piece and that they are able to move on and wishing mental health wellness on every single person in the story, whether that be Jesse Nelson, whether that be Leanne, whether that be Jade, whether that be Perry, and even whether that be Nicki Minaj. Okay, that's it for this episode of The Front Room. Thank you very much for listening. And I will hear you, you'll see me same time next week. Um, if you want to contact me on social media, it's Seb Ed PT on Twitter, um, Seb Ed PT on Instagram, and also The Front Room Instagram. Peace and love, people. Keep it cute and keep it moving.